Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. This is Paige, the co host of Giggly Squad. And I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Support WrestleTalk. Give us a subscribe. Hey everybody, I'm John Cena. Hey, it's professional wrestler Colt Boom Boom Cabana. Hey, I'm Double J Jeff here. And this is Rich Swan, Matt Riddle, the King of Rose. Support WrestleTalk. Support WrestleTalk. Support WrestleTalk. Do it, bro. Support Ollie. Support Luke. Support Wrestle Talk. Support Wrestle Talk. Home of Luke Owen. Whatever Wrestle Talk is, and whoever Luke Owen is, both the Ravens. Nevermore. Hello and welcome to the Wrestle Talk podcast. I am Chopper Pete Quinnell, and today I'm joined by Randy Andy Datsun. Hi, Pete. My toe hurts. Oh my god. Is that what you're going to lead with? How yeah, are you yeah. doing, mate, apart from your toe? Oh, I can't really concentrate on anything else, to be honest. I mean, I might be emotionally stable. I might be physically stable, but my toe is so painful. I, mm-hmm. I'm fine. I'm fine. How are you? Yeah, I'm all right, mate. I'm fine. A bit tired today, actually. But hey, no, other than that, I'm all right. It's, um, it's very hot here. And it is in a unair conditioned flat with mm. nothing but a slightly loud fan next to my bed. Uh, it wasn't the best sleep I've ever had. Yeah, that, that that's a that's a big mood right there. Mm. Um, I'm sure we're going to get into more stuff. We've actually what we said we were going to talk about uh, last week, which we totally forgot about, was talking about the D and D one shot that I did for you and uh, and your lady partner and a, and my lady partner and a friend of mine, mm. um, which we'll we'll talk about in the outro. And we've also got a few snack lash emails. <laughs> Woo, epic. Um. But first, we do need to actually talk about SmackDown itself. So uh, we're going to be starting off talking about that disturbing end segment where the Fiend attacked Alexa Bliss. Good God, here's the show. And yeah, first things first we're going to talk about today on this SmackDown review is The Fiend attacked Alexa Bliss at the very end of this show. What? I did not see that one coming at all. Uh, We'll start things off with there was a Firefly Funhouse promo at the very start of the show, right after everyone did their normal, you know, here's my little promo at the start of the show. 
went straight into a Firefly mm-hmm. Funhouse with Bray coming in with bits of swamp stuff all over him, just being like, oh, sorry, was looking for Brawn. He's still out there somewhere. What are you doing in my swamp? Yeah, yeah that very one. Shrek. Yeah. Uh, and uh, and then he was basically saying uh, that it's unfortunate that the Fiend really wants the Universal Championship. Um, and it's a shame for everybody in the locker room because no one is safe until he gets it. And normally when someone says, oh, you know, the whole locker room isn't safe. I'm like, yeah, 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 sure, whatever. Uh, it means like one person's going to get targeted and that's the feud. Sure, whatever. Um, so I didn't really pay too much attention to it. But really, mm. it really brilliantly foreshadowed what was going to come later on. Uh, yes. I thought it was very, very smart to it do it that was way. Very, very smart. The, uh, I, I know. Do you know what? Before I say anything else, I really enjoyed this segment. I really enjoyed most of the segments tonight. I really enjoyed the Alexa segment later. Um, I just, I, what I do like is the idea in this in this world of kind of kayfabe, where the fiend is a supernatural character who was born into this world. The one thing he wants is a wrestling belt. <laughs> uh, like I, I, I almost would prefer if he just—he never went for a title. He was just mm. killing people, um, because that—that that would kind of make it more of a—he's just out of control rather than he's a guy who's so out of control that he wants to turn up on a Sunday night to challenge for a championship. Yeah, um, yeah, I get that. Yeah, yeah, but no. Other than that, I really, I really do like what's happening, and I like the fact that things that are being said are being paid off on because that's not mm. something you often get in WWE. And it was just a great way to start the show. Uh, and actually, shocker, this show was pretty good. Yes, it was. It ended pretty much the way it started as well with The Fiend because in the main event, which we'll talk about later, it was uh, Bailey versus Nikki Cross for the SmackDown Women's Championship. Uh, Nikki came up short. We'll talk about that more later. Uh, but she was... No short jokes, Pete. Uh, uh, but she uh, was very upset afterwards, uh, kind of furthering that whole obsession with the title thing that she's got going on. She pu- pushed Alexa to the ground and just stormed out of the thing because she was so mad about losing the title, uh, walked out to the back. And as Alex- Alexa sitting there alone in the ring, the lights begin to cut out. And I was like, wait, what? Wait, that's not that's not the Fiend, is it? And then, yeah, the, the Fiend appears, red lights and all. Uh, behind Alexa, this got really creepy, really, really fast. in In a good way, I think. Yeah. Um, w- watching this, I was like, "Run, Alexa, Alexa, run, Alexa, Ale- Alexa, you've seen this, you know what this is. Run, Alexa, run, Look, Alexa, she's he's next to you, Alexa, Alexa, run, <laughs> get out of there." Um, and while she should have just got out of there, her acting was brilliant. Uh, in the segment, she was kind of it. It was, and as a cynical old man as I am now, I find I do often find it quite difficult to get emotionally invested or kind of like emotionally. I don't emotionally react to wrestling as much as I used to. But this, I was like, oh, this is creepy. Mm-hmm. Like this is yeah. really quite disturbing. And I genuinely, I don't know whether. It's because it's the first time he's attacked a female roster member. Mm-hmm. But there was something more visceral about it, something more disturbing, yeah. more physically kind of, I don't know, like abusive in a kind of way. Um, yeah, I get you. The whole, 
kind of slowly moving his hand yeah, towards her mouth. Like, yeah. And the fact that she had just almost accepted what was about to happen. Mm -hmm. uh, the kind of look of just, this is going to happen. And this is going yeah. to, uh, yeah. And it just, yeah, it really kind of resonated with me. Like, like in a way that uh, a, a wrestling segment hasn't done uh, in a very long time. I, I was saying to you beforehand, it was almost like, she she saw Bray as like a T Rex, and she was trying not to move in the hope that he would he was gonna. I'm pretty sure <laughs> yeah. Alexa's here somewhere. I can't <laughs> see her moving. Yeah, um, I, I yeah, think the creepiness. Yeah, it was. I think the creepiness really just built up through like the tension and how long it took because he came up, he knelt next to her and she was kind of just looking at him and she was very softly just kind of mouthing like, no, 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 mm. like the whole time. And he, like you said, very, very slowly just brought his hand up. And then eventually after ages and ages of just very slowly moving his hand, just locks in the mandible claw on Alexa. Yeah. And she's choking the crowd, the fake crowd are booing. We'll get onto that later. Uh, Will and uh, and yeah, we just hear him laughing, and the lights just go off, and that's the end of the show. And I was like, yeah. wait, what? Uh, it was awesome because I thought originally when the fiend was coming out for Alexa, because obviously we saw Alexa in mm. the swamp fight being Sister Abigail and kind of taunting Braun. So I was like, well, maybe it's some sort of master plan fiend she's going to be revealed as sister abigail kind of thing but no he just attacked her and i was like oh so they're not on the same page what's the beef with alexa then mm. i don't know and i want to find out so now i'm really invested in this story and i want to find out where it goes i thought this was fantastic yeah so there are a couple of theories i either like three a few theories but I, either it's just him attacks attacking alexa and he's he is kind of going to keep her hostage. Then Braun's got that mixed match challenge link with Alexa and stuff. Mm -hmm. Or she's going to be Sister Abigail, or Nikki Cross is Sister Abigail, um, which I think is 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 more interesting because she, to me, is a is someone who has a character which is much more sort of entwined with what I can see a Sister Abigail being like the kind of madness, mm -hmm. someone going crazy. Uh, kind of accepting the dark side, um, Darth Nikki Cross, um, and I, I can see them sort of riffing off this for, with Alexa for a bit. I, but I, if they're going to do a Sister Abigail character, I do think Licky's better because she's kind of slow descending into madness uh, with her obsession with the title. Like the Fiend is obsessed with the Universal title, she's obsessed with the SmackDown Women's title. Both titles are blue. I mean, the links here. <laughs> are endless um but yeah i just uh i just thought this was just really good do you it know what really although good. one nitpick they don't there have to play the violin throughout the entire thing because that does get a bit annoying and it's just that's the fiend's thing man and it's just yeah we get that's it it's an amazing impression you can do it a couple of times but then just keep the lights off i actually think that's more creepy if you don't just keep doing that noise uh, because then that's just because then you want to concentrate on what's happening rather than the fact that a really horrible noise is happening. That is, in fact, a nitpick. Congratulations, yes. Uh, yeah, no, I, I, I thought this was a fantastic segment and it wasn't the only shocking thing on the night either. And no. this, at the, at the end of the show, just to kind of cap off all the other shocks that had happened on the show, I was like, man, that's a fantastic way to end a show because mm. now I'm just like, wait, what was that? Why did he... Yeah huh and that that at the end that kind of cliffhanger 
is now making me want to see next week's show already. And like you said, I don't know whether it's going to be kind of like an abduction thing, whether he's going to take Alexa and kind of like Braun has to save her for the title or whatever, or it's going to be more of a, this is just the fiend attacking people yeah. who are vulnerable because or he can. Who have a link to Braun. Exactly. Yes. Like he'll attack Nicholas next week. Exactly. Um, yeah. Oh, that would be amazing. Like in that a kind would of be genuinely hilarious. Um, yeah. Uh, I was going to say something, Pete. Um, That's generally what you do on. Oh Pop, yeah. Huh? Uh, he, the fiend's going to come out next week and go, "Hey, you might wonder why I wear these gloves." Well, when I was younger, uh, I got frostbite on my hand. <laughs> And uh, so now I need to wear these. Otherwise, <laughs> oh just, my God, imagine. it really hurts. That would be <laughs> hilarious. Um, so, but yes, yeah. I'm sure I, it'll be I paid thought... off well next week. Yes. And uh, considering the run that, uh, that SmackDown's on, I, th I think, you know, since karaoke, they've been, they've had a pretty good show. Hey, uh, they've karaoke actually been following through. And they've been following through on a lot of stories lately. So hopefully mm. they continue that run. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Do 
Do you like wrestling? Do you like improv? Do you like role-playing games? And you'll love No Rolls Barred, presented by the WrestleTalk Podcast Network. Six players come together to create a fictional wrestling promotion, roll dice, and create the kind of insanity that real companies can only dream of creating. Can Tony the Milkman survive the twilight of his career and still find time to care for his wrestling son? Can the Denimatrix overcome the vicious apex and achieve total denimation? Can brothers Golden Joe and Silver Bro coexist? exist as a tag team before they combust. Find out now with the wrestling show that everyone's talking about. No Rolls Barred is available wherever you get your podcasts and only presented on the WrestleTalk Podcast Network. Uh, but let's talk about the rest of the show now. Um, as mentioned before, the show started off with the little promos from everyone starting off the show. I still really like it, even if the promos aren't top tier. It just, like, it's basically, like, coming up on the show. And mm. it just has a little preview of everything that's going to happen. You get reminded, it's like, oh, yeah, it's Bailey versus Nikki Cross today. That's cool. Oh, yeah, it's AJ Styles versus Grand Metalik. And Grand Metalik cut a promo in Spanish. I was like, cool. Gives him a bit of character instead of just going lucha all the time. Why not? Yeah, uh, and then you had uh, Big E cutting a promo in Miz and Morrison. I was like, oh, so it's going to be Big E versus Miz. Cool, that's that's good to know. Uh, Lacey Evans and Naomi got promos. I was like, cool, I'm I'm here. I understand what the show is going to be. I'm in on the stories. Let's do it. And then it went straight into the Firefly Funhouse that we mentioned before. And after that, it went straight into the Intercontinental Championship match between AJ Styles and Grand Metalik, um, which I thought was a good match. It, it, was it wasn't. Good. It wasn't spectacular or anything, but I thought it was very good. Um, and a, a, the only thing I will say, if I am going to nitpick, uh, I would have liked to have seen more of Metalik's offense uh, because AJ was quite comfortably in control for the majority of this match. Uh, Metalik got a few hope spots in, a couple of drop mm. kicks here and there, a couple of hurricane runners, and that was about it. And yeah. for, for the kind of offense that Metalik has, very kind of high-flying, high-octane, he can run across the ropes, do all sorts of flips and stuff. We didn't really see too much of that at all. So I'm, um, not, I'm not yeah. super as invested. If I was, you know, a, a casual viewer, obviously I know how great Metalik is. But for someone who's not seen him in the Cruiserweight Classic, I'm not going to be too convinced that he's amazing or anything mm. like that. I, I don't mind this because I don't, I can't see Metalik being a, long, a long-term challenger. Um, it, I think it's just a way to get over AJ um yeah i don't i can't see them having another match uh i don't really want to need to see another match after this um i just think you you don't want everyone to be really competitive with aj like we've like we've had gulak and we've had riddle obviously should be competitive gulak should Mm -hmm. be competitive i'm not so so sure about metalik because he's had like he no one expected him to win last week no one expected him to win this week he didn't um I think it was the right booking, um, and it looks like uh, the Lucha House Party will be going for the tag titles instead. That, but that's why I think you should have built up Metalik more in this match, not to compete with AJ, but to be put forth as a legitimate competitor so that when Lucha House Party transitioned to the tag titles, you're like, oh, it's that guy that almost beat AJ Styles. Cool. Mm. I'm in on this. Whereas now you're just like, well, he's a he kind of got dominated a little bit. Why do I care about his tag title shot kind of thing? But mm. um I think that is a nitpick. It was a good match and it was quite a cool finish. And AJ was working over Metalik's knee for the majority of the match. He chop blocked him out of midair, which I thought was a great spot. Yep. Uh, locked in the calf crusher and got Metalik to tap, which was great. And just to assert dominance, hit a Styles Clash on Lince Dorado because he can. 
Um, so yes. it was great. Dominant intercontinental champion AJ Styles. Big fan. Rebuilding good. him after the take a loss. Love it. Um, yeah, I thought that was really good. And then Shorty G was watching the uh, the end of that match backstage on a TV at a normal angle. The madman. Um, well, I mean, and... it's a pretty mad night for him in general, so I'm not, That's I'm not true, surprised. Yeah. Uh, spoilers, God. Uh, and then uh, King Corbin came in and I got Vietnam flashbacks straight away. I was like, no, I don't want to <laughs> see these two in the same room. Please don't give me this again. Thank God they didn't. Uh, well, they kind of did, but we'll get to it. Uh, King Corbin was chatting to Shorty G and he was being ultra friendly. And he's just like, hey, man, I know you've just been, you need more opportunities. You're really great. Blah, blah, blah. And Gable's like, you called me short a lot. What do you, what? Why are you being like this? And he's like, hey, man, I'm just looking out for you. By the way, King's Ransom's still on. Just a little reminder. Just going to just gonna float the idea out there. You know, King's Ransom's still on. Cool. See you later, man. And uh, Gable was like, huh? So very manipulative and not very subtle of no. uh, Corbin. Uh, very scared of Matt Riddle, seemingly. Um, and I thought that was going to be that for that. <laughs> it wasn't. Uh, because after that, we got a recap of the bar fight. Was a big fan of the fact that the recap of the bar fight was basically the whole match, just with the boring bits cut out. Yes, uh, it was just all the spots. Um, and then, uh, <laughs> for some reason, Jeff Hardy's walking backstage, and everyone's giving him a massive ovation. Like referees are there, heavy machinery come in and just start hugging Hardy, Hardy and lifting him up. I'm like, he won a match, guys. Right, you, like, mu you must really hate Sheamus. Yeah, Jesus, like. Phew. Um, but then uh, Hardy comes out and cuts a promo saying that I've overcome my demons. Being shameless reminds me on the, on the right path. And then I think the only thing that made that segment worse was then it was interrupted by King Corbin. And I was like, good God, I've already seen him once tonight. I don't want him feuding with everyone, please. Because at this point, I still thought he was feuding with uh, Gable as well. So I was like, mm. please don't do this as well. Um, but then, yeah, he gets interrupted by Corbin, who complains about the fact that Hardy has overcome his addiction because i guess the heels in wwe are actually evil people rather than yes. like people who use underhanded tactics to win wrestling no they're, they're like no heels. no with they're genuinely terrible people uh irredeemably so mm. uh but you know whatever um and uh i've written a note here i was like look i'm all for multiple feuds at once just not everyone feuding with corbin yeah. um but uh, yeah, Gulak then comes out. He's heard enough from Corbin, starts attacking him because they have a, a scheduled match next. Gulak versus Corbin. Um, the match itself was fine. Nothing nothing too special. It was a Corbin match. Um, but uh, <laughs> yeah, I put Gulak versus Corbin. It's a shame that Corbin's going to win. Um, and he did. Um, it he got did. towards the end stages. Matt Riddle came out on the stage to try and distract Corbin, um, but it wasn't enough. Gulak rolled up Corbin, Corbin kicked out, and then hit the end of days immediately uh, onto uh, onto Gulak and then picked up the win. We'll get into what happens uh, after that, the fallout of that shortly. But first, we're going to take a little detour to the SmackDown highlight of the week, everybody, <sighs> because this was uh, indicative of the whole show but really apparent in this match in the, the crowd noises this week were so intrusive, so, so overdone and so in your face through the whole thing. Listen to the reaction when Baron Corbin hits the end of days on Drew Gulak. No one has ever reacted like this. Corbin almost done. 
paper the distraction, but he follows it up. And here's the God, it was like that through the whole show. Anytime a heel did anything, the crowd did. Oh, shut up. It was so bad. That's our highlight of the week, everyone. We, we like fun here. Anyway. Are you nuts? Are you nuts? That's still my favorite. Yeah. Um, but the, um, yeah, after that, uh, Matt Riddle rushed down to the ring, started wailing on Corbin, started beating him up a little bit. And just as he's looked like he's going to hit like a second final flash onto him, out of nowhere comes Shorty G and hits a Chaos Theory German suplex on Riddle. And a he's really, turning heel. A really good one as well. A really good one. Yeah. Yeah. And what? I was not expecting this. I don't think anyone Ooh. was expecting this. Not at all. Uh, yeah. It's, just, it's cool to see him having a character which isn't your short. Yeah. Um, so... Yeah, maybe you need to turn heel, Pete. Um, and ah. yeah, it was <laughs> it was just uh, a really surprising, good piece of booking. I think um, I'm intrigued to see where they go with this next. It, whether it's just going to be uh, sort of Baron Corbin just manipulating Shorty G every week. Whether this is actually going to be a tag team. Um, yeah, I just I'm really interested, and it's like. Gable, like, and the, the fact people are like, oh, well, you know, he's just trying to get himself over. But like, the whole thing is that the King's Ransom, he's doing this for money. And that's a really heel move. Mm, it's not like totally. he's doing it to try and like, oh, no, I just want to, I want to prove myself. I want to, no, he's going, oh, yeah, money. I like that. So, yeah, just really surprising. And Ch Chad Gable, what a wrestler. And oh, he's so good. Please, please do more of this. Yeah. And like the thing is, yeah, he, Gable made it very clear that this was about the money. As he was walking off, you know, he's doing the hand signals to, mm. to Corbin to make sure he gets paid kind of thing. So, you know, it's very much about the money. This isn't about Corbin. Um, but yeah, this could very much evolve into a unlikely friendship uh, tag team. This could just be Corbin manipulating him for a couple of weeks. And then Gable's like, where's my money, man? Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I'm... I'm just really glad that hopefully we're going to be seeing seeing Shorty G on our screens a bit more. Whether it's face, whether it's heel, whatever, he deserves to be on our screens because he's bloody brilliant. So this makes me very happy. And he has a character, which yes. is good. He's motivated by money. Cool. That's something. It's a, that's the first foundation block. Give us more now rather than short man mm. who isn't even that short. Um after that, uh, we got Big E versus The Miz after Big E had been giving the blessing from the rest of the New Day to go after singles glory. Uh, and he took on The Miz to start with. I thought this was, this isn't the best like technical in-ring masterpiece, but I thought the story that they told through the match was really, really good, uh, mm. which was basically, don't get, don't get on Big E's bad side because he will mess you up. And uh, Miz and Morrison are really good working together until they're not. Uh, which I, I thought both of them kind of came together really, really well in that, you know, Biggie was jiving around, having a good time, slapping Miz on his butt or whatever. Um, and then uh, Morrison got involved, took advantage, and then Miz slapped Biggie and Biggie kind of snapped. And he was like, oh, I, okay, I'm just going to mess you up now. Uh, throwing him into the barricades and into the ring posts and all sorts of stuff like that. I thought it was really good. Um, and then Morrison continually got involved in the match time and time again towards the end until they did it one too many times. Morrison went to go kick uh, Big E and the referee stopped him 
uh, saw him and stopped him and said, what are you doing? Morrison's like, oh, nothing. I'm just on the apron. But then he got ejected from ringside. Big E locked in the stretch muffler, which is a cool addition to his arsenal. I could really mm. see that hurting from a guy like Big E. Cool. Like it. And Miz tapped. Oh, that was great. Yeah. Really good start. Absolutely. Uh, the only thing is, is that this kind of this does, does sort of show how limited almost the SmackDown mid card has become because it's, I mean, big. It's not like we haven't seen Biggie versus Miz before, and next week we're probably going to see Biggie versus Morrison, and the week after I wouldn't be surprised if we saw Biggie against Cesaro. It's just kind of like you, you sort of know who they're going to face. So it'd be really, I'm, I'm interested to see where he goes next. I think this is probably going to end in a Intercontinental Championship match at SummerSlam. I don't know. SummerSlam's what? It's the twenty. It's the twenty third, isn't it? So we've got three more weeks of SmackDown. Mm-hmm. So we've had one week where Kofi said he was off. So this is week two, three weeks. So SmackDown, SummerSlam is right in that or, and then there's payback the week after some reason. There's so, payback on the 30th. Um, so maybe Big E loses at SummerSlam and wins at payback. Who maybe. knows yeah. what happens? Yeah, uh, yeah it, but it, it, the SummerSlam does sort of fit in with this storyline. Um, mm-hmm. it'd, be, it'd be better if Kofi had gone, Oh, well, you know, I'm going to be out for 31 days. <laughs> 31 days? <gasps> That's SummerSlam. Um, yeah. So, yeah, but I'm really interested to see where this goes next. Uh, but mm-hmm. you heard it here first. It's going to be Biggie against John Morrison next week, everyone. Almost certainly. Um, yeah, I think he's he's got his first win. He's got five more weeks of Kofi being off, or four more weeks, however the math works out. Um, so... I'm hoping that, yeah, he can get one more win, probably against Morrison, hopefully, uh, and then just start getting involved in the Intercontinental Championship picture. Not like necessarily a straight title shot with AJ straight away, but just kind of gets himself involved in the picture. And then after that, he can have a shot later. Here's here's a title match that I want. Mm. AJ Styles versus Matt Riddle versus Big E in a triple threat. That's that's spicy. That's Mm. spicy. Add in Daniel Bryan. Why not? Fatal four-way. Just turn up. Yeah, Daniel, fancy a match. Yeah, go for it. Um, uh, after that, we saw Cesaro and Nakamura backstage. This was a weird segment. Cesaro mm. and Nakamura were backstage, kind of just saying, we're the best. We don't have anyone to feud with. Help. Uh, Lucha House Party came in, and they said nothing. They came in, and Cesaro and Nakamura were like, you like to party? And then they just went, Lucha, Lucha, Lucha. And then he went, no. And then he got a party blower in and blew it, and then they walked off. What? As best segment of the night. As it's very confused by the whole thing. Well, they they seem to get legitimately it. scared by the party blower. I mean, very confused. I, I mean, Pete, they like to have fun. They don't like to be scared. That's true. They do like to have fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it was a very strange segment, but I am glad that at least Cesaro and Nakamura have some challenges. Uh, yeah. And it's Metalik who we just saw go for the IC title, so it's like a hey. not bad. They're not bad challenges. It's, yeah. yeah. But then they'll yeah. lose, and then it'll be, and there'll be no one, day, and then it'll yeah. be uh, the Usos, and uh, it, like you know, like the SmackDown tag team division. While hey. it's great, while it's really good, is very small. Hey man, Heavy Machinery, we're back on this show. There's That's another tag true. team. Yeah, That's there true. you go. It's going to be Lucha House Party, then it's going to be Heavy Machinery because it seems like Heavy Machinery from a segment later on entering a few with Miz and Morrison, and then after they've done that, they can just swapsies. 
So then they're going to have Lucha House Party versus Miz and Morrison, and then you can have Heavy Machinery versus Saru Nakamura. It makes perfect sense, okay? Yes. Don't judge me. Um, okay. After that, we had a Sheamus promo backstage, and he says exactly what you'd expect Sheamus to say. Oh, it was a, I was on his home turf. It was a, basically a handicap match against Hardy. I, I should be applauded. We predicted this last week. This is this exactly probably what yes. Say. Yeah, and he was saying I should be applauded for making it as close as it was. Blah 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 blah. Uh, but luckily, he then said Hardy's not my problem anymore. I'll let alcohol take its course. He's going to self destruct at some point, uh, which means that's bad news for the rest of the SmackDown locker room. And I was like, cool, be cool, Sheamus again. Go and just beat people up. Stop trying to make people succumb to their addictions again. That would be mm. great. Because um, I do really like Sheamus, and I think he's in fantastic shape. I think he's got a lot to offer. Just hope he does a proper feud now. That would yeah. be nice. Yes. Yeah. Uh, he maybe he'll go and maybe he'll go and make fun of Luch House Party for being addicted to fun. Um, yeah. To Daniel Bryan being addicted to vegetables, I don't know. Yeah. Um, yeah. He'll go, go and face Big E now, and it'll be... Pancakes. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's what it is. Um, uh, after that, though, uh, we then got the highly anticipated Lacey Evans versus Naomi match, uh, which was okay. Um, the right person won. Naomi won, uh, which I think is the right call. Uh, Lacey Evans actually looked really good in the opening stages of this match. She was very kind of aggressive and very yes, kind that's, of... That's why she looks good. She just doesn't... I want to give her a chance to look good. Yeah, I guess so. Um, but uh, yeah, she, she looked really she looked really good. She was very aggressive, throwing him into the throwing Naomi into the, the post. She trapped her hair between the ring steps, which I thought was quite cool. Um, and then Naomi tries to do a sunset flip powerbomb to the outside, kind of doing like a Rey Mysterio style sliding through the bottom rope into a sunset flip powerbomb, except they kind of botched it a little bit. Naomi yeah. kind of came down, and I think it was Lacey's fault. I'm not sure where Naomi kind of did the rotation, and Lacey Evans just kind of fell to the side rather than going over and doing the thing. But it still looked fine. Yeah. Um, and they got back in the ring, and Naomi rolled up Lacey for the win. So yeah. it's the right person won. I think they run. They won in the wrong way. Personally, uh, yeah, it was just kind of like it. It didn't really get anyone over because it was mm. like, well, Lacey's clearly the better wrestler in this match. Oh wait, Naomi won. Yes, okay, so exactly. Yeah, that was lucky of her. That doesn't yes. make that doesn't make her look good. That doesn't make her look like look like a threat. That makes her look like someone who was just a bit lucky. Exactly. Uh, not really how you book a baby face. Mm -hmm. um, whatever. Yeah. She, at least she won. Um, Tell you what was so much better though. Oh my good god, I love this next bit. Otis and Mandy were backstage. Mandy said, "Here's the plans for tonight." They got really sexual really quickly. And mm. she's like, here's all the things we're going to do tonight. I'm going to go and get myself ready. Let's meet back here. Um, I mean, wouldn't you, if you were talking to Otis, get really sexual very quickly? That's true, yeah. Um, but yeah, Manny says, I'm going to go get ready. You go sort yourself out. We'll meet back here. And as they both separate to go and do their things, behind them is Sonia Deville. And I was like, oh, where yes. did she come from? I was like, yes, please, Sonia. And then it cuts to an ad break, comes back, and you just see Mandy in the mirror playing lip gloss or whatever she's doing. 
And then Sonya comes in and just beats the ever-loving piss out of her. It was so, so good. I love Sonya Deville so much. Just beat her down. She's putting makeup all over her face. She grabs some scissors and started cutting Mandy's hair off. I was like, oh my God, that was a legit like shock moment for me. She grabbed the scissors and started cutting. I was like, oh, that's her hair, Sonya. You can't do that. No, you're buying into WWE. Like They think cutting a lady's hair off is, is like cutting her arm off. Uh, in fairness, I probably would have reacted the same way whether it was a girl or a man. Like, I was going to say, if it was her arm. Oh, yeah, oh, true, yeah. I, I probably would have reacted the same way. Yeah. When, I, when um, I woke up this morning, I saw the picture of her attacking. I was like, oh my god, Mandy's face is covered in blood! Um, no, it, it was makeup. It was makeup, yeah. Yeah, uh, that is, by the way, two weeks in a row that they've substituted makeup for blood. When they mm. did it with Lacey Evans when she got her lip gloss smeared all over her face. And now this week it was uh, Sonya putting it on as well. I think they're doing that on purpose so they can get like clickable thumbnails of like, look at all this blood. And then it's not yeah. blood. Um, but I think it's smart. I like it. Um, yeah, she she cuts some of her hair off, a good few chunks of hair, uh, grabs a razor, looks like she's going to go shave her head before she gets stopped by uh, referees and producers and stuff. And she just drops the razor and walks off. I thought this was amazing. I love Sonya Deville. The, my only concern is I get the feeling this is probably going to build to a hair versus hair match between them, which I think Mandy's going to win, which I don't want her to win because I don't think she should, because I think Sonia Deville is the star out of the two. And I think she should be protected at all costs. Yes. Although, as you said in your review, uh, Sonia would look better with shorter hair. That That's true. Out of the two, if one of them had to mm. cut their hair, I mean, it, it's like when we cut our hair. I mean, neither of us looked good, but... Hey, man. I always look good with shaved hair. No, but the thing is, because you shaved your eyebrows, I think you look stupider than I did. If I, if I'd also, if you hadn't cut your eyebrows off, I would have looked stupider. But because you cut your eyebrows off, you look stupider. Right, but the point is about shaved hair, and you look no, stupider with shaved hair. It was a mix of eyebrows and shaved head. Anyway, she's probably not going to shave her eyebrows off. Um, no. But yes, I think Sonya Deville could rock a buzz cut and maybe could look even more intimidating with that. So it might be like a good change for her. But the only problem is she'd have to lose a match against Mandy first, which I don't want her to do. Um, but regardless, bloody love this segment. Thought it was great. Yes. Uh, love Sonya Deville so much. I think she's an absolute star in the making. I Just push her all the way to the moon, please. Yes. Um, uh. Oh, yeah. Also, Otis didn't have his money in the bank briefcase. What you doing, Otis? Yeah. You want the money in the bank. You never know when you might need it. Hmm. I don't know. That was, that was annoying to me. Um, but yeah. uh, after that as well, there was, a, there was a brief backstage bit. It was so weird. They, they cut away from the segment of Mandy getting tended to by the producers and the referees. They cut back to the commentary who said, wow, that was crazy. We've got an update from Caleb Braxton. Cut straight back to where they were, where Caleb Braxton is now there going, yeah, it looks like Manny's been beaten up real bad. It's like, we just saw it. We know that. Um, but this was all set up. So uh, Heavy Machinery came in to look after Mandy. Miz and Morrison came in and started making jokes at Mandy's expense, various hair puns. Uh, and then Tucker comes over and goes, hey, that isn't funny. Get out of here. So it looks like it's going to be a Miz and Morrison Heavy Machinery feud, probably. Or at least a match, at the very least, next week. Um which is fine. I'm, I'm okay with that. As it gets Heavy Machinery back in the ring. I've missed them and their in-ring antics. I want to see them again. Hey, so. don't follicle her names. I don't think that was it. 
I mean, that's the one I made up, and it was much better than everything well, else. So, well, yeah. And then we had the main event. Then we had the main event. Nikki Cross versus Bailey. Um, this match was pretty short, but I thought it was fun for what it was. Um, I thought there was a really cool spot where Bailey goes to the outside and Sasha sneakily tries to hand her one of the uh, the boss knuckle duster mm. jewelry thing, whatever it is that she's got. Um, yeah, and uh, that I reckon is made of plastic and is really light and mm. doesn't hurt at all, but they're treating it like brass knuckles kind of or knuckle duster type deal mm. uh but anyway yeah bailey tries to use it but then nikki catches her with a neck breaker spots the the thing she's got on and just chucks it at sasha which i thought was great uh sasha in the outside screaming how dare you um yeah and then later on in the match uh sasha tries to get involved alexa equalizes which i thought was good tons and tons of roll-ups back and forth and back and forth and back and forth and back and forth and back and forth until they roll right into bailey's weird face busted knee driver thingy yes i win. don't like bailey i don't like I, bailey just come up with a good finisher the baby sucks <laughs> the elbow whatever it's an elbow but this uh, if, he, if if your finisher is a move that always looks like a botched version of another move it's probably not a good move. Every time she does yeah, it, I'm like, not great. wait, what, what was that? Yeah. Like, she sort of puts the head next to the knee and then they just kind of fall over forward. And then, yeah, they, they, I think the premise, what it's supposed to be is like a face buster. So you just kind of drive the face into the floor, I think. But there's a weird bit to make it look different yeah, where she has to put the knee up knee first up. Yeah. and then if kind of the face buster, wind up like, for it. But because the knee, it makes it, it look like what's the, what the move is, is I'm going to rub your face on my knee. And then she just misses the knee every time <laughs> and just hits on the floor instead. That's just, Yeah, it looks a bit dumb, but whatever. She hits the thing mm. and she gets the win. Sasha and Bailey retain. Nikki is really upset by this. Um, which I thought she played fantastically. She was so like distraught. She was just yeah. like completely like inconsolable. Alexa came over and was like, "Hey, I'm really sorry," and she like hit in her hand away, just like, "No, get off me," kind of thing. Uh, until eventually, yeah, she kind of got up and Alexa was like, "Hey, it's okay." And Nikki was like, "No, it's not," and pushed her over and then stormed off. And that's when the Second fiend time, came out. In two weeks, she's pushed her over, and mm -hmm. I can't see the relationship recovering from this. Um, mm -hmm. Like Alexa can cut well can come out if if alexa's around next week she can come out and say look you left me to be attacked by yeah. the fiend where were you when yeah. the fiend came out like yeah you you were you were probably two meters backstage when that music came on you could have turned around mm -hmm. um, and, and the thing is as well both of them have a point if nikki is like dude this is my whole thing about winning the championship. Yeah. You know how upset I was. Like, I wasn't even thinking about anything else. And Alex was like, yeah, but I was being assaulted by the Fiend. I, I yeah. needed you there. You're my tag partner. Both of them are right. And that's amazing. That's such good storytelling when both of them have a point. Because then people naturally will gravitate to one side. And then you have legitimate, like, conflict with people. It's, it's great. I love it. I'm really invested in a lot of things that happened on this show. I gave it a four out of five. I thought it was great. Uh, the only thing it lacked was, I think it needed a bit more of the, for, for it had a really good killer angle at the end, which is normally the criteria for a five out of five show. But I think the rest of the show was kind of average, average to good. And it had a really good angle at the end, uh, which to me puts it up to like a high four, but it, not quite at the five. 
I think just just one of the Biggie or Naomi matches to like really showcase one mm. of them. Yeah, that, that would have tipped it over for mm-hmm. me. Um, but that was that was that was really it. Um, other than that, I yeah, really, it's probably the, the best show in in several weeks. Um, yes, and uh, yeah, weirdly, Pete, I genuinely had a dream that I was reading your SmackDown review in the morning, and that you had given the show a two out of five. I hadn't watched the show. But it was just said, oh, another disappointing show, two out of five. So I woke up with that in my head. And then to read your review, and then it said four out of five, I was like, oh, okay. Oh, it must nice. be a good show. And then I watched it. And I was like, oh, it was a good show. All right, let's get it out of the way, Datsun. Your toe. Oh, Pete, I'm in agony. <laughs> um, right. First, I don't think it's broken. <laughs> Uh, because that's a good start. While, while it is purple, um, it's hurting much less than it was, and I think feel like if it was broken, it probably would be hurting more than it is. Um, but yeah, so I was uh, hiding a key, as you do. You know, you kind of have a hiding place for a key outside your the front of your house. If someone needs totally. to get in, yeah. trusted humans. For example, my father. He needed a key to get into the side gate to uh, pick up my bike as his is broken and he's going on a bike uh, bike tour with my mother. So I okay. thought, I'm going to hide this key under the loose brick uh, in the wall next to uh, my front door. I want to say brick. What I mean is giant paving slab. Um, and I thought, you know what, I'm going to film myself doing this um, so that he can see where I'm putting it. So I, I was holding my phone in my left hand and went to pick up the paving slab with my right hand but the paving slab was a lot heavier than i thought it was and instead it just flopped off the wall onto my big toe and the only thing that stopped me screaming out with lots of nice swears was the fact that i have um young families either side of me uh in terms of neighbors and they were in their gardens and i didn't think they would appreciate me doing that. Um, so yeah, I've got a nice purple big toe, uh, which I obviously iced well. I, I, I'm I'm a qualified first aider, so I so I know these things. Um, you have to put ice on things, Pete. If you didn't know that, um, but yeah. So that's that's my so that, that's, uh, that, that's my world problem of the week. So uh, that is the story of the toe. Yeah, I still uh, haven't broken a bone in my life. Um, well. I would, Te- technically everyone's broken a bone because you break your little toe bone like all the time just no one notices oh i notice i notice everyone's toes breaking i i'm of watching course you do, yeah always yeah. watching yeah um but yeah but let's actually talk about the uh the thing that i actually want to talk about let's talk about the uh D one shot we did um a couple weeks ago now because uh your lady partner wanted to get in to dungeons mm. and dragons I happen to be a dungeon master in Dungeons and Dragons. And um, I said, hey, I'm going to run a one shot if you want to join. And my lady partner will join and a friend of mine that I wanted to do a one shot with anyway. Uh, he's down. So let's do it. And we actually we finally did it. When did we do it? A couple of weeks ago? I can't remember now. On the 19th of July. That's good memory, that. Um, so, yeah, I, I know there are all two of you that are waiting with bated breath about how it went. Um, mm. Well, I, I won't say how it went because I wasn't a player. How did it go? It was very good fun. Yes, my lady partner was very happy. She'd been she'd been looking forward to it for weeks. Um, she 
the, the issue is, unfortunately, like, okay, let's say 98% of D&D players are wonderful people and are really great and lovely. Unfortunately, she will go on Reddit on, uh, what's it, uh, is it an RPG, uh, like, like, like horror stories from D&D. She, she mm-hmm. will read those. And therefore, she had convinced herself that every single person that played D and D was some kind of gut was it was a horrible man who would uh, make his character abuse your character, or like uh, there were other stories about how oh look, it's one there's one girl playing with eight men, and they're all trying to hit on her at once in real life and in the game. So she was just a bit wary. So I was like, hey, look, I know a few people, Laurie, Luke, and Pete. Who play? So I'll ask them, have they got any tips? And Pete was kind enough to uh, offer to help because Pete isn't a creepy old man. Um, I'm a creepy only one young of those man. Things. <laughs> exactly. Um, so, no, it was very good fun. Uh, Pete's friend was lovely. Uh, Pete's lady partner um, was got very involved, even if her accent was terrible. Um, <laughs> I think she was trying to be Excuse Russian. Excuse me. It if sounded more. It sounded accents here, mate. It sounded more Yorkshire. Hey, mine was good. It was just a silly accent. That is correct. Um, so I was a Brummy uh, from Birmingham. Um, that is generally and, where uh, Brummies are from. Exactly. Well, no, but Americans, not Bur- not Birmingham, Alabama. I mean Birmingham in the Midlands of the of England. Um, so that was yeah, it was very good fun. We met a troll. Uh, we met some little lizard things. It's, it's I not, forgot the not name. A troll. Of, sorry, you a giant. Think in Harry Potter. It's a giant. It's Those giant. are two very different things. Um, what else did we meet? We met a Sphinx. So basically, is mm-hmm. Harry Potter. Uh, <laughs> he had a riddle, uh, which my lady partner figured out very well. Um, and Almost then, instantaneously, yeah. I might add, it was it was very quick yeah. that she and I that. guarantee she wasn't cheating because I was looking at the whole time because I was about to cheat. So, you know. Did you just admit that you cheat on Quizmania? No, 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 no. I'm no, pretty no, sure no, you just did. No, no, no. I didn't pretty, do that. Pretty pretty sure that's what I just heard. Fine, it was one time. No, I didn't. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yes, yeah, so it was just a very good afternoon. It was about, probably about, we probably played for about four hours, uh, I think, in the end. Yeah, just under, just Just under. Uh, and yeah, it was very good fun, and uh, she's very much looking forward to uh, the next time we manage to play. And she's just bought herself a game on Steam, which is a bit like Dungeons and Dragons. I can't what it's called. Uh, there are a couple of them. I'm sure I'll get an email about it because someone will know what I'm talking about. It's basically like a, an open world uh, RPG game where you make a character, and it's mm-hmm. like a, that sort of thing. And what Dragon Age, is it? No, but to play on, and I, because I know she doesn't listen to this, it's her birthday in October. Um, and I uh, saw that PC World were running an incredibly good deal until the end of July. So I had one day because payday was yesterday. Um, so I bought her a proper gaming laptop um, because she only has a, she has a, uh, a Mac for uh, a MacBook Air for work. But you can play like three games on that because it's mm-hmm. not meant for games. Um, so I've got her a uh, Asus Predator, which is really fancy uh, mm. and was uh, still still pretty expensive. So oh, I'm, yeah. I'm basically going to tell her, "Hey, this is your birthday, Christmas, an anniversary gift." 
Yeah, uh, I mean, so that, I'd say I think that's worth it, probably. So don't expect anything until next year. Uh, so yeah, so which means because because at the moment, every time she wants to play a new game, it's like not compatible for Mac. Uh, book, yeah, um, which is a shame because there's lots of games that she really wants to play. Um, so I think she's going to be very happy. I may give it to her uh, early because uh, I, I'm excited and to give it to her. Yeah. And I and uh, and I bet you are, mate. Wee 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 X. And uh, yeah, so uh, I, I may well give that to her early uh, because I can't keep secrets for that long. Um, yeah, no, you're terrible at that, aren't you? Yeah. So I, yeah, that's 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 what I've done this week. But Pete, what have you done this week? Or more importantly, have we got any emails? <laughs> <laughs> I'm more I'm more interested in them, to be honest. Yeah. Um. I mean, I had a day off on uh, yesterday. You did. Nice. What did you, what did you do? I had to do the news. So if you, if, by the way, if you thought Ollie's news was terrible yesterday, that's because I wrote it. I didn't watch it. Um. <laughs> Yeah, uh, but I went out yesterday. Uh, me and my lady partner went out to buy a desk because the Ooh. thing that I'm using here is like a little breakfast bar thing. It's really high and uncomfortable and terrible. So we wanted an actual desk um, mm. because the one we had in our old place before we moved wasn't ours. It came with the uh, it came with the place. Uh, so now that we moved, we didn't have one. So we went out to buy a desk. We didn't buy a desk. We came back with a crate of beer instead. Which I mean, yeah. to be honest, if you bought Practice. like eight crates of beer, you could make a desk. That's true. Yeah, yeah, not bad, not a bad. What beer did you get? Because obviously, I, I, I like beer. Oh, you, you bloody love beer, mate. You're a beer aficionado. Funnily enough, we got Corona. Oh, Good genuinely, beer. I forgot you were talking about beer. Mm-hmm. And like, I, if you've been watching this live, actually on the screen, you would have seen my <laughs> face go, "What? What?" Um, oh, speaking of which, I took a Corona test on Monday, and, and it came back negative yesterday. Oh, that's so good. I am. Not, because I've had a slightly persistent cough all week, mm. um, which happened after I, I I think I swallowed a fly or something. I was just breathed in, I don't know, a spider or something like that last Saturday night because I was coughing for a long time. Um, but yeah, no, I was I was I was I was mildly concerned. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but you're negative, but yes, and that's what all matters. negative girlfriend took one as well yesterday, and she's also negative. That's great. So we're all yeah. all negative. So How was the much corona? Like- much like you are on the SmackDown reviews, you're negative. Way. <laughs> um, but yeah, anyway, um, I've got a few Snacklash emails that I, I'm, I'm going to do at least one of them because uh, I think they're worth doing. Um, because they're interesting. Uh, we've got one here. idea now. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay, they, this is. Mm. Uh, Abhiram Gudimela emails in to say. Hey, Pete and Andy. James from Ohio, Snacklash from last week, reminded me of something that's prime Snacklash content. <laughs> I'm going to I'm gonna go back on the screen where I can see your face for this one, just see a reaction. Okay, here we go. <clears throat> I love having Gatorade pasta. <laughs> what? See, okay. Now, I've uh, seen, I think I've seen this before, but carry on. Now, okay. Okay, so hear me out. You know how you boil pasta in water? Instead, I boil it in Gatorade. I've also tried Mountain Dew and chocolate syrup. Gets really messy while cooking, but it tastes fantastic. Jam that jam, and I hope none of you puked while reading this email. Blake's, Blake Ham's number one fan, Apiram Goody Mella. I, I mean, I've never heard of that before. I feel like Good Mythical Morning may have done that. Uh, of Gatorade. Course. 
I I think it sounds a bit oh, no, weird. It, it, I mean, I've typed it in, and a lot of people mm. are doing it. This and is people not a... bloody love the Gatorade. People yeah. bloody love the Mountain Dew as well. Like, yeah, it does not well, surprise like me that they've been like, well, can we swap water for Mountain Dew in all possible facets of life? So someone's boiled pasta and water, and they've gone, wait a second, Mountain Dew. I... <laughs> sounds weird to me. I can't comment on how it would taste. I'm not a huge fan of Gatorade or Mountain Dew anyway. So I feel I, like I I could see it working. Like I mean maybe pasta is not particularly flavorful. No. And this, if you can get over the fact that it's a sweet pasta dish rather than a savory pasta dish, I think it'd be all right because it'd just be like eating mm. like 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 you think you can get rice pudding. So that's a sweet thing that you can have with rice. I had a dream I was having yeah. rice pudding last night. What a weird dream. Anyway, um, and uh, so I can imagine it would be okay. I mean, I'm not going to try it anytime soon. Um, no, but I, whatever. I, 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 when, you, when you said it, I was like, I, I'm pretty sure I have heard of that. Mm. Um, well, thank you for the email, APRM. Uh, we've got another. I'll do one more today. Uh, we've got one here from Mark, who uh, has emailed in. Uh, to say hello, Pete and Andy. Uh, for my snack lash, I'm rather fond of a tin of ravioli on toast and then sprinkling a bag of bacon rasher crisps over the top as a kind of garnish. I thought of this after hearing you talk of someone else dipping peanut butter sandwiches in his ravioli. If these were Marmite peanut butter sandwiches, then I salute you, sir. Uh, this may not fit your criteria, but I also love eating leftover dinner in sandwiches for my breakfast, my favorite being Chinese-style tofu curry. Uh, thank you for the entertaining show every week, but if you could do away with all the talk of SmackDown and just waffle with Andy <laughs> uh, with more dats and more problems for the whole podcast, I'd be most appreciative. Thanks for the email. I mean, I've always said that 15 minutes isn't long enough. Um, <laughs> I, genuinely, genuinely, I might try that. What, the the ravioli on Rav- with bacon rashes? But hot ravioli with some like bacon, like uh, with a crispy topping. I think would be great. I've always wanted to try like a pizza with frazzles on it or something. Um, yeah, but you're weird. Yeah, with milk. Um, Funny you should mention that because I'm actually going to do the other one for today because you because you just mentioned exactly what this next snack lash is about. Hey, Pete and Andy, love what you guys do. And I'm emailing basically to agree with Andy. Milk is the king of the drinks. Nothing beats it overall. I can drink milk with mostly any meal, and I always enjoy it. The one thing that my girlfriend always calls me weird for is drinking my milk with pizza. I can't help it, but I just think it's a great combination. Also, if Andy could keep... If Andy could keep the things that go well with milk volumes going on Twitter, I'd very much appreciate it. <laughs> Thanks again, guys, for everything you really helped me get through long overnight shifts. I really appreciate it. Thank you very much, Raphael, for that email. Yes. no. So I yeah, milk with pizza, dude. I, I've definitely had that. Uh, I had milk and cookies this morning because I... Milk and cookies is a well-known combination. No, I know. I, I peeled back the curtain this morning. Um, I woke up with a bit of a headache because I slept so badly. So I, But I didn't want to just take painkillers on an empty stomach because that's not good mm. for you, everyone. That's so true. I ate about 10 cookies with some milk um, <laughs> to line my stomach. Uh, and then I had them. And then I napped for an hour just to get rid of my headache. And that's... We're here now. You did. You um, messaged me this morning just being like, hey, man, I'm I'm going to help you write the news, but I'm going to nap first. For like 45 <laughs> minutes. I just need to get rid of this headache before I start. So, yeah, right, it, no was, it, was, it was unpleasant. Um, so, yeah, milk and pizza. 
Absolutely. I had, what did I have last night? I had super noodles uh, with milk. Um, with milk, in, as, in, as in like you cooked the super noodles no, 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 in no, no, no. milk? Or... Super, so I had super noodles in normal super noodles. Uh, yeah. Basically, every Friday I realized that I had nothing in my fridge or my cupboard. Mm -hmm. So I had ended up having super noodles and Swedish meatballs, by the way, recommend, um, mm. and a glass of milk on the side. Uh, so uh, delicious. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> on that note, we probably overrun for this uh, for this episode of the Rest Talk podcast. Thanks for listening, everyone. Uh, make sure to tune in for more content coming soon. If you haven't checked out uh, the Rest Talk podcast from the Friday episode, Luke had special guest Zenya on. Uh, mm. talking about uh, that was Asuka's WWE uh, Raw Women's Championship run a bit pointless. Uh, yeah, really is the answer. But anyway, go check that one out and we've got loads more content coming soon as well. Thanks for listening, everyone. I love you all. Goodbye. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.